0: Hey, uh, Freedom House, I love you. Lexington, all the great folks online. Share the experience if you would. Hey, if you are in Guthrie, let me just talk to them one more time. Uh, Go ahead and take a selfie. Pull out your phones. Take a selfie. I need to know who's there and who's not there uh, so I can call them after church today, right? And and it's not so much that I want to, you know, criticize people who are not there. It's just important that we check in. Sometimes people stop coming to church because we never check in on them. And so we just want to make it a habit to check in on people. And then also I just want to love on the folks who were there. Like, thank you for showing up because we are a body and we need each other. Right? There's an elbow in that room. Right? I need that elbow. I need a hip. Come on. Some of y'all got a body. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? I need a knee. I need fingers. Come on. The bishop. Y'all know who the bishop is? The bishop is Rodney Fouts. Right? That's my bishop. I'm thankful for him. And Shannon, I love them. He come over there crying, praying for me. I'm like, man, I got to get on stage. You can't get me crying. But we love each other like that. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. But he loves to show off his grandkids, and rightly so. But I thought I'd show off my family, right? Let me show you a picture of my good-looking family. Look at these. Woo! Look good. Give it up for my son. So, so the young man hiding in the back behind me, that's my oldest son. That's Kenneth. That guy is about to get married. I don't know. Some of y'all already have children that are now married. Don't you think, didn't you think to yourself like, he can't get married. He don't even put down the toilet seat. <laughs> this guy is about to get married. I cannot, cannot believe it. But, see, I'm so, but he's going to give me grandchildren in the next 20 years. He's going to give me grandchildren. I'm going to be Papa heady. Now, the lady with that gray smile on the end, that's my wife. That's Bernadette. Oh, my goodness. I love watching her walk away. I'll just be like, glory to God. Oh my goodness, I love you. You look so good. Woo, that's my girl. Yes. Let me look at her. Give me a second. No, I'm sorry. I'm joking. And then the the, the young lady in the front, that's my daughter, Nia, my favorite child. I'm willing to say that. Some of y'all are not willing to say that, but that's my favorite child. But let me just tell you, yeah, that's a teenager. I'll tell you what. And then the young man with the dreads who thinks he's cute. And I only say that because he knows he's cute. Like, he knows he's cute. Long dreads, green eyes, athlete, all the things that I was not. And, uh, yeah, so that's my family. I love them. And uh, if you ever want to come out to Guthrie, come on. Get a cup of coffee, except Gary Nelson. Gary Nelson, if you know Gary, he cannot come to Guthrie. So... I love him, but he can't come to Guthrie, okay? So just let him know that. And so, hey, this week, so this is week two of lies I still what? Believe. Yeah, there's some lies you still out there believing, and it's okay. We're going to work through those lies, right? I'm still working through lies. Like the devil was trying to lie to me and tell me I was not, I shouldn't be going up on stage, and he started running through all these different things in my life. And I was like, well, thank God it ain't up to you, Satan. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you just got to talk to Satan and be like, Satan, this ain't about you, brother. I uh, know you got defeated a long time ago. I get to go on stage and be me, you know? God loves me just the way I am is what they said in the song. So so this is, this is the title of my message. You ready for the title of my message? Come on. The title of my message is Showing Up Doesn't Require Perfection. Woo, showing up doesn't require perfection. And, and I even got some points. And if you got one of those note things when you came in, in it, you will find some lines that are blank. I'm going to help you fill those out. If you, go, if you don't have the paper, you can go on, on your phone and go to U version, and they have it there. You can find it there. And I'm going to jump right into this. And uh, point one, point one is this. Whoever. That's all you got to write there is Whoever. John 3.16 says this, and everybody knows John 3.16.17 says this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten who? Son. son. That whosoever, now we said whoever, whosoever is kind of old school, but whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Come on, y'all ready. Uh, verse 17 says this. For God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's what it's all about. People being saved, coming to know Jesus Christ, spending eternity with him. Oh, my goodness. He said, said, I came into the world, and the world was a falling place. And and listen to what Jesus said. He said, I didn't come to condemn it. No. In, In other words, even though you're not perfect, and you miss the mark sometimes, right? He says, I didn't come to condemn you, I come to save you. Now, when you, when you grasp that and understand that, you walk around with a little bit different swagger, right? It's not that, it's not that, uh, that I'm bragging in my, un- in my imperfection, it's just that I know that I got a Lord and Savior who loves me even though I'm not perfect. And because of that, I can smile and have joy and have peace in my life. Come on. It reminds me of the woman at the well. Now, this woman at the well, she shows up to get water. Jesus is hanging out. Jesus is resting. I'm trying to think, like, you need rest, Jesus? Thank you for letting me know that. Because if Jesus needs rest, guess who needs rest? I need rest. Yeah, let's get that nap out to the church today. Come on. So, So, Jesus sitting there by himself. Woman is surprised because Jews refuse to have anything to do with Samaritans, right? Jesus asked, uh, she asked Jesus, why are you talking to me? You ever been to that place? Somebody look at you like, why are you talking to me? Huh? And you get an attitude back. Don't, I don't know why I'm talking to you. But instead, Jesus kind of loves on her, right? He, he loves on her. And Jesus says, only if you knew who, you, who was talking to you. He said, you're looking for water that's only going to last for a moment. I got water that's going to last you all your life. Right? And, and, and then he and then they go back and forth. And Jesus tells her to go and get her husband. And he says to her, and she says, He's Jesus says to her, You know what? You've had five husbands. And the man you're living with, I'm not pointing anybody out. If you're living with a man, I'm not pointing at you. But he says, the man you're living with is not your husband. And, and what this what, what these verses do for me is let me recognize that Jesus is not about come in and get people who are perfect. It's not about people having all the same things in common. The common thing is Jesus for all of us, and we all need him. And so here's the story that I love. She goes and tells everybody about Jesus, and then she brings them back because she was so excited the way that God loved her, Jesus loved her, and the story that he told her. And so I ask you this, who did you bring to church today? I ask you this, what story in your life about the change that God has made did you tell this week when you was at work or at the grocery store or when you saw your neighbor getting in their car? So good, so good. Point two, God is waiting for the broken to come home so we can party. How many of y'all love to party the party? let by a show of hands. How many of y'all love a good party? What in the world? Y'all, y'all don't love party? Those of you, come, I love the party. I ain't going to lie. And if there's alcohol at the party, I'm not hating. I'm just not going to drink it. You know what I'm saying? But I love a good party. Yeah. Jesus was partying with uh, Matthew and his friends. Yes. Y'all, you see, I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. All right, here you go. So God is waiting for the broken to come home so we can party. Mark, you just fact check me. I know you read your Bible, so you fact-check me whenever I've got something going on here. Okay, so the prodigal son, dad, I need my stuff. The dad divides his stuff up. He takes his stuff. He wastes all of his money on what? Wild living. He finds himself in a situation to where he's recalling how the people who worked for his dad worked, and he said, hey, the people at my dad's place lived a better life than I live. And so then he starts figuring out in his head what he's going to say when he shows back up to his dad. How many of you been there? You didn't get yourself in trouble. You're trying to figure out what you're going to try to say so you can say all the right things when you get back to the place. That's what he did. So he starts making his way back and his daddy sees him. I don't know, some of y'all are parents, you know what this would feel like when your kids have left home and now they're broken and you see them afar off coming back home. You know what you're gonna do. He ran to his son. He ran to them, and guess what he did? He hugged him. He kissed him. He embraced him. He didn't start pointing out all the things he did wrong and why he should no longer be X, Y, Z. He went and loved him in his imperfection. Are you willing to love people? Y'all gonna make me stand. Are you willing to love people in their most ugliest moments? Are you willing to let people come to church who are broken and messed up and may smell a little bit like marijuana or have alcohol on their breath? Are you willing to love that person at your job that you know just went through a hard uh, domestic violence situation because he beat his wife? Are you willing to love? Here, Here we go, here we go. Point three, no man can what? Say it with me, no man can... No man can boast. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says this. God saved you by his grace when you what? believed, And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So if you're showing up here serving and all that good stuff, thank you. But don't think that's what's going to get you into heaven. So none of you can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. Look at somebody and say, you're God's masterpiece. Go ahead and look at somebody and say, you are God's masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There ain't nothing nothing like knowing that. And then it says, he created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God planned a long time ago for you to show up and do good things. What are those good things? Probably serving the local church, probably being out in your community, serving. Probably helping somebody who has a need that you know of right now. Maybe even willing to sell something in order to be able to help somebody. Good things. Good things. My son, talking about boasting, I'm just going to talk about my son. The green-eyed one, long, they all have green eyes, but the one with the dreads. He, one time, uh, we were doing our family meeting, and at the end of our family meeting, uh, we give cake. And I say, who wants to give cake? And so when I say, who wants to give cake? Somebody say, I want to give cake. And once somebody says, I want to give cake, we start going crazy. We start going, cake, 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 cake. Right? And so in this meeting is the end, I say, who wants to give cake? Zell says, I want to give cake. And we all start going, cake, 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 and going crazy. And then once you finish doing that, everybody gets quiet. And then Zell's supposed to say, I want to give cake. And he tells who he wants to give cake to. And cake is a compliment. And I think because I'm the dad, I should get all the cake. I pay the bills. I make sure he can eat, right? Huh? And I'm listening ready, and he says, I want to give cake to myself. (laughs) We all get up and walk away. He's in his drawers, right? He said, I want to give cake to myself because I'm awesome and because I'm cool, and we just all walk away. (laughs) But he's God's masterpiece. I'm just saying, that's what the Word says. Point four is this, right? So we talk about, hey, show up, even if you're not perfect. Come on. We want you here. But point four says, but when you get here, it is like looking into a mirror. Showing up doesn't require perfection, but when you get here, it requires work. It requires work. And some of us, there's a few people in the room that you've already showed up. And you realize that, man, I'm still not perfect. And you keep showing up. And that's what it's all about. James 22 through 25 says this. Do not deceive yourselves by just listening to his word. Instead, put it into what? Whoever listens to the word but does not put it into practice. Practice is like a man who looks in a mirror and sees himself as he is, and then what? He takes a good look at himself and then goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But those who look closely into the perfect law, the Bible, that sets people free. Yeah, did you hear that? When you start looking into the Bible and you start living by it, it sets you what? Free. Here, here it is, who keep on paying attention to it and do not simply listen and then forget it, but put it into practice, they will be blessed by God in what they do. So, good. so I got this mirror up here and I like this mirror for a couple of reasons. It makes me look slim. <laughs> I like that. It makes me look slim. And I like the way it's designed. And, um, uh, when I re- when I read this verse, I was like, "I'm gonna get a mirror on stage and make me look cool." But then I started thinking, like, "No, I should have a mirror on stage. Then maybe people will get a better example of what I'm talking about." Because when I come and look in this mirror, and if I see something out of place, I can fix it. You know, that's what t- most people do every morning. You wake up, you look in the mirror, and if there's anything on your face or anything like that, you fix it. Now, what the Bible's saying, what I believe is saying. And you can correct me later if I'm wrong. The Bible saying this, this verse is saying the Bible is like a mirror. And when you go look into God's word and it says, Hey, don't be complaining. I walk away from it and I come out into the world. And when I'm sitting there working and somebody comes up next to me and they start complaining about the boss, what am I not supposed to do? Not complain. And so I practice this over and over. Now, once in a while, maybe I jump in and start complaining, but I'm like, ah, I missed that. But that's not what I'm supposed to do. And then I come back, and then I join a Bible group. I join a a small group, and in that small group, we're talking about God's Word, and now they're encouraging me not to complain. And then maybe, here's something else. The the Bible says for me to love people, and part of loving people is being patient. And so I look in the Bible, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm not looking very patient. And so I take it out into the world, and and, and I'm I'm, I'm, uh, in the grocery line. And, and there's some trouble up in front of the grocery line, and I got to sit there for a little bit, Terry. Right? And versus having an attitude, I'm patient. Yes. Matter of fact, I started talking to the people around me. I'd be like, hey, how you doing today? Hey, I think I know you. No, for real. I know you from somewhere. Oh, yeah, do you got kids? Yeah, I got kids. I got kids, too. Your kid's bad? Yeah, my kids are bad, too. <laughs> and we get to know each other. Versus being like, oh my goodness, where's the self-checkout line? And then I come back, I come back and, I be, and I'm reading the word and I start talking to God. I'm like, God, I really got that patience thing pretty good this week. And then he says, and then it says, oh, serving others. And so I come back out here and I start recognizing how I can serve other people because the Bible told me that I need to serve other people because it says the labors are few and the harvest is plentiful. And there's plenty of people out there who need you and you and you ain't got Guthrie and you online to go out and serve because that's what my Bible tells me to do. It doesn't say I have a choice. Let me go back and see. Like, do, you, do I get a choice, Jesus? He's like, no, my word says go out and serve people. The mirror. The mirror. God's word is your mirror. You should look in it and go and start applying it to your life and practicing it and get around other people who are practicing it. Because in Hebrews 10, 24, it says that we should encourage one another to love and do good. We should encourage, begin to practice it. Stand to your feet, stand to your feet. Three people I wanna to talk to real quick. One, is that person who showed up today broken and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I wanna let you know you're in the right place. Those of you in Guthrie who don't know Jesus Christ, you're in the right place Those of you online, and I'm gonna pray with you in a second. And then the second person is that person, you show up today and you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you've missed the boat this week. You didn't live out what God's word says for your life. I wanna tell you that you showed up and you're in the right place. I wanna let you know that God loves you and he forgives you of your sins if you confess them. He's ready there, his arms open, he's ready to party with you. And then the third person is that mature person who's a believer and you've been a Christian and you've been doing a lot of things right for a long time. I I wanna say to you, make sure you're telling your story when you're in that grocery store line, to your neighbor, when you're at work. Tell your story about how God has changed your life because just like that woman at the well, there's people who need to hear your story who need to be brought to church. And now I got two prayers. And the first prayer is for those of you who don't know Jesus Christ. And we're going to bow our heads. And we're going to pray. And I want you to repeat after me. Then I'm going to pray again for us, okay? Let's bow our heads. Say, Father God, I recognize that I need you. Thank you for sending your son to die for me. So that I can spend eternity with you in Jesus name Father for those of us who are in the room today and we know you as Lord and Savior and we, we have matured in such a way because of your word and putting it into practice Father Father I want to lift these individuals up and doing this next song and the prayer team is down here in Guthrie here in Oklahoma City I just want to lift these people up and, and invite them to come and pray with someone so that we can continue to tell the story of how you impacted our life Father, we love you and we adore you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.